Hey, it is uh, seven minutes after the hour. Glad to, after ten o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Eight seven four ninety three ninety. The toll free number is eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. You want to reach me uh, off the interwebs? Uh, go to GaryNolan.com. You can send me a message. We're talking about the uh, ma- mask wearing. Uh, apparently, uh, there are people who are still pushing mask wearing as a way to protect people from getting the China flu. Uh, When asked, uh, Anthony Fauci couldn't provide a study anywhere that said those masks actually worked. Then they they conducted a study uh, and used N95 masks. And guess what? It didn't make a difference. No difference. It just... Even healthcare workers randomly assigned to the N95 respirator group were instructed to use FIT-tested National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health approved N95 respirator when providing routine care to patients with COVID-19 or suspected COVID-19. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. You had these people in California writing these laws that say, uh, you know, if you go into a restaurant, uh, you take the mask off, put the food in your mouth, and put the mask back on. <laughs> I mean, and we're not making that up. That is really what they said to do. Um, it's, it's insane. These people who are pushing for social distancing and staying home and all that, how's that working in China? Not particularly well. Uh, people have to decide on their own how they want to handle this. And they're probably the best, you know, uh, at deciding what they need to do. Uh, remember, was it Sweden, Brian, or Switzerland uh, that uh, that was saying no mask mandates? Yeah, one of those two. One of those I two. Can't I can't remember, remember which, which one, one it was. was. Turns out they had some of the best results in all of Europe. None of the nonsense that we went through. This may sound kind of radical, but I'm kind of under the belief system that let it run its course. I think that we'll get over it so much quicker. Hiding from it just doesn't seem to work. No, it does not. But while we're on the topic, a former vice president of Eco Alliance, Eco Alliance, uh, the company at the center of the mystery of the pandemic's origin, says in his new book, that the extraordinarily lax procedures and security at the Wuhan Institute of Virology led to the coronavirus escaping the lab. Michael Huff claims the the virus was deliberately engineered through gain-of-function experiments funded by the United States National Institute of Health. Echo Alliance was funded and run by Peter Daszak, uh, and uh, whose activities on behalf of the Chinese government in pushing back against the lab leak theory have been questioned by authorities as well as other scientists. Huff confirms, he confirms what we already knew about the incompetence of the Wuhan managers in following strict safety procedures. Stories at PJ Media. Foreign laboratories did not have the adequate control measure in place for ensuring proper biosafety and security and risk management, ultimately resulting in the lab leak. China knew from day one this was a genetically engineered agent, he wrote. The U.S. government is to blame for the transfer of the dangerous biotechnology to the Chinese. 
I was terrified by what I saw. The Army veteran from Michigan told The Sun, we were just handing them bioweapon technology. The Wuhan Institute of Virology, a state-run funded research facility, home to China's riskiest coronavirus research, has been under immense pressure by the ruling Chinese Communist Party to produce a scientific breakthrough to raise China's global status despite lacking resources, according to a recent investigation by ProPublica. The claim that uh, the, the virus uh, causing the pandemic was man-made is possible, but not likely. First, Huff uh, was not working at Wuhan during the period in, uh, of time in question. Second, researchers looking into the origins of the coronavirus are absolutely convinced it was naturally occurring. May very well have escaped the lab due to incompetence and lax security of the lab managers. But there is scant evidence that it was artificially created. Huff is a former vice president of Echo Health Alliance, New York, based on uh, a New York-based nonprofit. And they study infectious diseases. They've been studying different coronaviruses and bats for more than a decade with funding from you, essentially. Huff, who worked at Echo Health Alliance from 2014 to 2016, said that the nonprofit helped the Wuhan lab put together the best existing methods to engineer bat coronavirus to attack other species for many years. And that's where the gain-of-function research comes in. Despite Fauci's strenuous denials, there is overwhelming evidence that the Wuhan lab was taking bat viruses and fiddling with the DNA to alter their function, making them more deadly to some animals. I know this isn't big news to you. Most of you already knew this. But just getting somebody to admit it. Kind of refreshing. 874-9390-800-529-5572. By the way, and they're still pushing, they're still pushing to get the vaccine. Um, it looks like they're going to, drop the mandate for the military. How stupid that they did that. How absolutely stupid. The majority of people in the military are young men. In their prime. And the majority of people who end up with heart problems as a result of the vaccination are young men in their prime. And they want to drum everybody out of the military that wouldn't get the vaccine? How absolutely insane. Uh, looks like the Republicans are going to push to drop that mandate. And there are some Democrats who are getting on board with the idea of dropping it as well. But, you know, that they would force this on these young men when they would be better off. And literally, they'd be better off if they got the China flu than if they got the vaccine. I suppose, I suppose the military has the right to say, if you want to be in the military, this is what you have to, you have to get these shots. But um, I, I think this was a horrible mistake. I took the vaccines. I thought it was in my best interest. I kind of regret it now. I think it would have been better for me to, you know, just 
see what happens. But I, I especially think now that we probably have um, enough medical equipment and and uh, alternatives to mitigate mitigate the uh, the impact of getting it medications that will help you to survive it than we did then. And it's amazing how much of that information that we were told was wrong was right. All the stuff is coming out now indicating that, you know, you could take some some medicine uh, prophylactically and that it would help. And it was being, you know, they were telling us in the media, no, 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 you, you can't take ivermectin. That's, that's for horses. Now, it turns out it does help. Mislead, misleading, constantly being misled. All right, 874-9390, By the way, if you got the shot and you regret it, give me a call, let me know. I got the shot and I regret it. I admit it. Uh, I thought at the time, based on what I knew, it was the, the best thing for me to do. Now I kind of regret it. Uh, also, a Christian artist and a, gay, uh, and a gay wedding. That's being heard at the Supreme Court today. We'll kick that around a bit next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Good morning and uh, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is uh, 10.20. And uh, the Supreme Court today is hearing a case... Uh, about a, uh, a woman who has a, uh, a website. And if you're getting married, she puts together a website for your wedding. Lori Smith designs these websites. She wants to offer these custom wedding websites. And she says up front she is not going to work on same-sex weddings because doing so would compromise her Christian witness. And so she's not going to do it. She's not going to apply her talent to promote something she religiously doesn't believe in. In my world, that's perfectly fine. In my world, you should be able to do this without, without question. By the way, several Republicans are actually going to get in the way of her, uh, her argument uh, that uh, the Gay Marriage Act uh, bill that they should not have gotten on board with. But she is going up in front of the Supreme Court. I've been arguing for a long time, and I believe as morally... Uh, bankrupt as racism is that in the 1960s they should never ever have signed any made any requirement uh, for equal opportunity employment uh, or any of that stuff Uh, it, it should never have happened you should legally be able to show bias to any person or group you want I know this offends a lot of people. They think, well, you're a racist. But I am not. I assure you, I am not a racist. I don't have to demonstrate or prove it to you. I'm just telling you that I'm not. But if I were, I would have the right to be. If I didn't want to hire Hispanics or blacks or Orientals or Middle Easterners or tall people or fat people, I should have the right. The federal government should have no say-so in this. The federal government should have no say-so in this. And by the way, where do they derive their power to do this? Where, do they, where does the federal government see this in the Constitution? 
because I don't see it. It actually uh, goes back to that Wicker v. Filburn wheat case in Ohio. Uh, they're using the Interstate Commerce Clause to give themselves the authority and the power to regulate everything in business. What happens if that goes away is all of these laws disappear as well. The country would be way better off if we didn't have any anti-discrimination laws. Not at the state level, not at the local level, and not at the federal level. There should be no, no requirements about who you rent to or who you sell your home to. I'm not saying that the government should be allowed to do these things. I'm saying that individuals should be allowed to do these things. You should be allowed to discriminate against anybody you choose. That the government is... It, see, it's creep, and it's creepy. That the government should tell you who to hire. That the government should tell you how many of whatever... Uh, it's just, it's insane. How did we let this happen? And if anybody, and, and, it, and myself included... You know, there, there are people out there right now going, this guy shouldn't be allowed to say these things on the air. There are people out there who, who will scream, you know, racism and it's unfair and blah, blah, blah. What's unfair is telling the private marketplace who to hire, who to fire, who to rent to, who to sell to, who to bake cakes for, who to build websites for. This, this nonsense has to end because it will continue to creep along. Trust me when I tell you this, there will eventually be some transsexual version of this. Uh, you know, you, you have to uh, let transsexuals uh, work for you uh, at, the, uh, at, the, at the local uh, uh, women's perfume counter. They won't stop. I wonder what Democrats really want out of this country. What, do they, what is their real end goal? They pervert everything. They destroy everything. Including, and most importantly, the free market. And freedom of religion. And freedom of the press. Freedom of expression. This woman who builds these websites is being compelled to use her talent to create something that she is morally opposed to, religiously objects to. And it is the Democrats that are pushing this. Colorado's uh, argument is that its anti-discrimination law targets Sales discrimination and nothing more. It does not, uh, as the company claims, compel a Hindu calligrapher to write flyers proclaiming Jesus is Lord. The state says it requires only that if the calligrapher chooses to write such a flyer, they sell it to Christians and Hindu customers alike. Uh, what's wrong with that argument is you're being compelled to write something 
it, it's it's not like she's just selling a card that says congratulations on your wedding. This is using, you know, they're customized. This is using her talent. The state's conceit here, writes the Wall Street Journal, is that Ms. Smith may define her service however she wants, including offering only websites that include biblical quotes describing marriage as the union of one man and one woman. Theoretically, a gay couple getting married could ask Ms. Smith for exactly that, but to explain the argument is to refute it. Because that isn't what the gay couple would want from Ms. Smith. The whole point is that Ms. Smith who wants to sell custom websites that authentically tell a couple's love story. What's remarkable about today's culture wars over the wedding cakes and websites is that the freedom Mr. Phillips and Ms. Smith want seems modest next to other liberties that the U.S. has historically granted. In 1943, with Hitler on the march, the Supreme Court said schools couldn't make the children of Jehovah's Witness salute the U.S. flag. At the same time, the country defended itself while accommodating pacifists like Quakers and Brethren. How insane. How absolutely insane that they would write a law to do this. So get rid of all of the discrimination laws. And while you're at it, throw out all of those Americans with Disabilities laws. They need to go too. There's no place in a free market for those things to exist. There's no way for somebody who wants willingly to cater to those crowds to profit from their desire to do so when everybody is forced to water down their marketplace. And the costs involved in the Americans with Disabilities Act is exorbitant. And there are attorneys out there who take advantage of it. It's just like the anti-discrimination laws. This Americans with Disabilities Act. Attorneys will go around with a ruler and measure the height of a railing or a sink and then send somebody in who's in a wheelchair to sue them. They were flying drones over swimming pools because the Americans with Disabilities Act demanded a Hoyer lift in every pool. And they would send a drone to find a pool at a hotel or a resort that didn't have that Hoyer lift. And then they would send somebody in so they could sue them. Democrats, you've got to wake up. You really do. You, you've got to realize you're destroying the country. Absolutely destroying it. 874-9390, toll free number 800 529-5572. Uh, we've got uh, several more topics that we uh, that we need to go to. Uh, and we will get to them probably in just a few minutes, but uh, just to sort of whet your appetite and tell you what's going on. There is apparently a state legislator that wants to ban gender transition procedures for anyone under the age of 21. This is in Oklahoma. Do we have anything like this in Missouri, Brian? I'm I'm not familiar that we. I don't think not we do. That I'm aware of now. I, I think it's time. Don't you? Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. Brian, if I release this poll data, I think you're trying to get me shot. Um, uh, if I release this poll data, people will be chasing me with tar and feathers. No, I mean, you're just passing on information, that's all. Oh, no, no, no. They will take this personally. Uh, by the way, on uh, the, the cake baking and website building, Gary says, uh, let the court tell me I have to use my talents to bake a cake or build a website or anything else against my will. Not a problem. First, I'll charge double. That would be illegal, Gary. They would, they would uh, again, go after you for that. However, you said it would then be the worst cake slash website you ever saw until the government puts a standard on my work. Then I choose what I produce and what I charge. Uh, no, if you if you charge uh, one of these specific groups more than others, you're going to be in trouble. You shouldn't be. It's not the government's job to do that, but they will go after you for that. But if the you know if you build a website or a cake uh, that you're forced to build and it looks like poo, uh, well, what are they going to say? Uh, I think nobody is ever going to want uh, under those circumstances you to do this. Uh, Mark says, I disagree with you about the uh, anti-discrimination laws. Back then, discrimination was rampant. I had a friend that was black, a black man in his 70s. He told me the story about when he was a kid, his mother would make meals and pack them up. So when they had to travel, they wouldn't have to stop because they feared being hassled for no other reason than that they were black. I'm just saying, imagine trying to get a job in those conditions. Mark, the reason... The reason I'm telling you this is, it, it is to explain something to you. That early on, before any of these laws passed, those things that your friend told you about were changing. Society was changing them. Uh, blacks were opening up businesses and hiring their own. They were establishing themselves as an economic powerhouse. That alone would have turned this around. But when you make the government the arbiter of who gets hired and who gets fired and who you can serve and who you can't, you not only build resentment, you not only violate the Constitution, but you slow down the progress. So I feel sorry for your friend uh, who, when taking long trips, had to go to perhaps black-only hotels or black-only restaurants but I will also tell you this, Mark, and this is something that most people don't understand. Usually, and in the greatest amount, the racism that existed was the result of government regulations. It was the government that was racist. And they were the ones writing laws. That's how you ended up with separate but equal and, and different drinking fountains for blacks and whites, etc. It was almost always the government behind it. I'm not denying that there was racism. There certainly was. That was being undone naturally. That didn't stop. That didn't get slowed down until the 60s when all of this legislation passed. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Mike on cake making. Mike, welcome hey. 
morning. Hey, listen, quick question. You go into some bar, you've been in the bar business, it says we refuse the right to service anyone. How come uh, people can't fall behind that or if I do construction or if I do plumbing or, or do any other service and say, well, I, I just don't want to do it because that's my preference. Why, why aren't bars being hammered like, a cake, like this cake baker or food thing? Well, actually, if you decide in a bar that you're not going to serve somebody based on the color of their skin, you do get in trouble. Well, I'm not talking color of skin. I'm just saying I don't want to serve them, period, no matter what my own preference is. I don't care if they got uh, a shoe on one foot and a boot on the other. I, I mean, it's my I own it. If I want to say, no, I'm not serving you, I mean... You know, I, yeah. I don't understand when it's mine. When when the government says no, you have to do this. It's like, well, why don't why don't you pay my taxes then, government? Because the government has written a law telling you you can't do that, and if you do, they will punish you. Uh, okay, that, I, I kind of figured there was something on that line. Just like I just tuned in a while ago, you said the government writes these laws. There's our problem. For every law they write, they need to take three off the books. Well, they don't need to, yeah, I would argue they haven't needed any new laws in decades. Right, right, right. All right, my man, I appreciate that thought. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. What new laws do we need? We don't need any new laws, do we? Actually, if we followed, uh, you know, the, the Constitution and even state and local governments... Uh, who reflect many of the uh, liberties that the Constitution provides. If we had followed those laws, we wouldn't have needed it. I would argue we wouldn't have needed any new laws for the last probably, and I'm just, there may be exceptions. I would say in the last 100 years. 100 years. I don't think we've written any new laws that were necessary in the last 100 years. Brian, can you think of any examples of where I might be wrong was there? Yeah, not right off the top of my head. I, I really, I don't think any law in the last 100 years was necessary or legal. It, if you understand what the purpose of government is, then anything that goes beyond that is simply unconstitutional and unnecessary. Laws are generally created based on a knee-jerk reaction to something that occurred. It's like, right. oh, we have to stop this from ever happening again. Like the bump stock thing. Yes. I mean, you can see it happen over and over and over again. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm looking back at it, and I, I'm sure somebody out there will have an exception to my argument. Uh, it must exist, but I can't think of much. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this uh, crypto banking guy who stole billions of dollars and went bankrupt. Congress is going to look into this, and they're going to write regulations over it. But we already have this covered. It's, it's called theft. And we have a process for punishing people who steal. Uh, there is, and I've argued this before, there's nothing new in the human condition. Hasn't been since probably the 1800s or 1700s that isn't already covered uh, or wasn't already covered in our legal system. Maybe before you, you robbed a stagecoach, uh, then you started robbing the train, then you robbed the bank, maybe you robbed people over the internet, it's still theft. And we have punishment for that. So I'm, 
Uh, I'm I'm a firm believer that we we don't need and haven't needed any new laws in at least a hundred years. If there's an exception. I'll you know I'll hear it out, but I don't I don't think so. Uh, let me do this, uh, Casey. Welcome, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, they talking about the government, like oh, with all this uh, COVID nineteen, and the government put a blanket down that you uh, for the apartment renters, what have you, that you should not evict them for not paying. But the thing was, for some of my work to deal with down St. Louis, because uh, people knew that they shouldn't be uh, evicted, I mean, evicted, sorry, that uh, they would quit paying their rent. And they knew we couldn't get out. But the thing was, the government didn't have no idea or cause for it that the people that owned the property, and they still had mortgage payments in the bank, what have you, but the government themselves cut their income off with no uh, replacement for them in the bank. And the end result was uh, they lost uh, 200 apartments because they got big regulation. Oh, you can't evict them. But there was no compensation to them when it all happened. Yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. We don't need the government I mean, to write... Yeah, we don't need the government to get involved in these things. Private marketplace will handle it. Yeah. I mean, it, it would kind of work, but when they turned and said, oh, we put this down, you can't do this, uh, people said, oh, free money, free rent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. The money they're not spending on rent, they can go out and spend on other things, and that's inflationary. But oh no, it's not the it's not the government's fault. All right, Casey, thank yeah. you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We're up against the clock. We got to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. Got some uh, commentary that we're going to read and uh, conversation with you. It's the Gary Nolan Show. It's the oh, and polling data that's going to get me in trouble. Brian, I'm telling you, if I read this polling data, people will come after nah, me. Nah, I don't think so. All right. Well, I think we'll, you'd be fine. We'll see. We're going to say do it, it came from you. Say it came from you. Thank you. <laughs> Gary Nolan Show. That's next on the Zimmer Radio Network. Coming up in the next hour is uh, President Biden and uh, South Carolina. The primary vote. He wants to move it. He's going to have an interesting problem with New Hampshire. I imagine this is going to be a game of hopscotch. Uh, but why does he want to do it, and what does it indicate? I'll tell you that in the next hour. That'll come up in just a few. In the meantime, uh, I've been going back and forth about whether or not to release this polling data. Uh, I think it gets me in trouble with a lot of listeners. Brian wants me to do it. I think he wants me in trouble with a lot of you. <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently there has been some polling data that is, well, it don't shoot the messenger. That's all I could tell you. Don't shoot the messenger. Florida Governor DeSantis holds a 20-point lead over former President Donald Trump for the Republican Party's 2024 presidential primary, according to a new poll from Marquette University Law School. The poll found that DeSantis gained ground on President Biden, moving from being down nine points at the start of 2022 to being tied with the president now 42-42. Uh, he gains support, moving up uh, to a tie with Biden. Trump continues to trail Biden by 10 points in the poll. Biden lead has been increasing since March. DeSantis was a point stronger than Trump versus Biden in March and September, but now 10 points stronger on margin uh, versus uh, Biden. 
when president uh, when republicans and republican leaning independents were asked who they would prefer for the party's 2024 nominee DeSantis beat trump by 20 points 60 to 40 uh, when asked the question, if it were a choice between just the two of them, who would you prefer as the Republican nominee for president? Donald Trump, 40%. Ron DeSantis, 60%. Wow. Uh, DeSantis also beat Trump among Republican and Republican-leaning independents who did not graduate college. 53-2 to 46-5, perhaps the key demographic of Trump's MAGA base support. The poll uh, from the WPA Intelligence, a conservative firm that has been used by Republican U.S. senators and top conservative organizations like the Family Research Council, also found in a recent survey that DeSantis was more popular among Trump's base than Trump. The former president launched unprovoked attacks on DeSantis following the party's disappointing showing in last month's midterm elections calling him names and claiming that he was just an average governor despite winning re-election by historic margins in the state of Florida. DeSantis didn't respond in kind to the attacks. That is Trump's kryptonite. DeSantis' response to Donald Trump's attack is Donald Trump's kryptonite. He didn't say anything. And that really frosts his buns. It, you know, it's, it's amazing that people didn't understand this. Um, but the poll is interesting. And if you want to win, I really think that's the way to go. Uh, Brian sent me a message uh, that you are 100% correct on laws. There are way too many. There should only probably be 10 to 25 laws. With those, you can make the case in court, either civilly or legally, that you are wronged, financially impacted uh, by someone or something. Society has to stop trying to legislate morality. That is why new laws are created, to make people feel better. A judge or jury can then decide on the severity of crime, how long someone is sentenced, and how they should uh, pay. Mark says, uh, I concede you may be right. It seems like it was the right thing to do at the time. Uh, when I talk to people like my friend, they say they can't believe how far we've come. Uh, this is on uh, discrimination laws. DeSantis, you know, it, it is a it, quite a turnaround because DeSantis was not, he was favored but in second place and by some distance. Uh, so this poll seems to indicate that he is not only uh, 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 broken even, but he's actually climbed ahead by a pretty massive 20%. If Donald Trump loses the primary to DeSantis, and, and he could, dis, I'll tell you, if I were Ron DeSantis and I decided to challenge uh, Donald Trump, I would stay on message. I would point out the historic victory in, in Florida. I would talk about freedom. I would talk about the economy. I would talk about the debt. I would talk about the th the arguments that I would make. And I would refer in those arguments, not to Donald Trump, 
But to Joe Biden, I would make all of those arguments about Joe Biden. Act like you're the presumptive nominee. Now, that would really, really frost uh, Donald Trump's derriere. He would be really upset with this. But it would, there would be nothing there. In fact, if he responded at all, he would look worse. You look really silly attacking somebody that isn't even paying any attention to you. And, and that's what he would do. I think DeSantis has a clear path here. If he just keeps his cool. Uh, he got me when he was talking about Fauci and said, if I could just throw that little, somebody should just throw that little troll across the Potomac. <laughs> that's what I thought. Oh, man. Uh, if I were a Republican, I'd be voting for this guy. But I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to act like he's the presumptive nominee. He needs to completely ignore Donald Trump. He has to talk constantly about uh, things that he would do differently than Joe Biden has done. And he has to make a positive argument about the outcome, a, a really kind of upbeat assessment of where we're headed. You can't say and run for office successfully, especially at that level, oh, we're going down the toilet here. Even if it's true, you can't say it. You have to say, if I'm elected, you know, it's utopia. Uh, and it is certainly that's what the Democrats do all the time. You elect me, and boy, you won't have to pay for health care. You won't even have to pay your college loan. Hey, we'll see to it that you get free education. You know, They're constantly, you know, painting this utopian picture of what the world would look like if they got in office. That's what we need to do if we're going to start beating them, or that's what you Republicans need to do. Don't just say he's an awful president and he's done things horribly wrong and look at the quagmire we're in. You say, you know, things have been handled badly. I'm going to fix it. It's going to get better. That's the message. And when I watch uh, DeSantis, he'd be an interesting guy to sit down and have a conversation with. He would be somebody uh, that I would find, you know, Almost, uh, you know, if I were a beer drinker, I would, uh, it would be the old adage, uh, you know, like to sit down and have a beer with. He comes across that way. Uh, and then uh, you can look at his, uh, some of the things that he's done in Florida and see that he's not afraid. Uh, I don't agree with everything he's done in Florida, but I think that's his, the ticket to his success. All right, so that's the polling data. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you, I don't think Trump's your guy. I don't think he's going to win. Uh, I think DeSantis has the best shot at it. Time will tell. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 